Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of the vibrant, growing megachurch mm. called Redeemer Fellowship well, in St. Charles. By megachurch, you, you mean under like 3,000? No. Is that what it, you need? 5,000? Oh, no. 1,000? No, we've got a couple hundred. So, how, I thought like, that's not a mega? A mega church is... Yeah, mega church like 200? 200. Maybe two, in Italy. Actually, oh, Italy is 60. That would be a mega 60, church. 60 is a mega church. We've got friends in Italy planting yeah. pastoring churches. Oh, no, so uh, we pastor... I'm pastor. Uh, I'm one of the pastors at a, at a small but vibrant mm. church in St. Charles, Illinois, west of Chicago. And Jimmy, who are you? I'm an elder candidate at said vibrant church. But you are at the end of your elder candidacy. Yep. People second have been asking draft. about... Second draft. Okay, second so draft of my paper. What Jimmy has to do... The two things that are left. He's got to write a mini systematic theology, yep. <laughs> summarizing his theology from everything from theology proper mm-hmm. to bibliology, you know, and bibliology all the way down to like not just soteriology but eschatology, yeah, yeah, yeah. angelology, and everything. Everything. So, um, everything in between. So you did your first draft. Now you're in a second draft. I'm in my second draft. My good. first draft was pretty on point. Um, you got probably, some notes. You got some yeah, notes. I, some I, gave, notes. I gave you yeah, some notes. they're all right. I mean, probably my paper, my first draft, I could probably submit and still be, uh, still be you, at that. You, you know, did you a read my level. notes? I read your notes. What was the what were the most dominant notes? It doesn't matter. No one cares about there this. There's a couple. There were two no notes in particular. No, there were no two notes in particular that I, I said so, a lot. Uh, what do we throughout your today? paper? So what are we talking about today, Joe? Why don't you tell me what was the most dominant note that was repeated the most? No. I don't remember. It was. So I remember long ago. I, was the, the most. Do- so the most, when we're going to talk about the thing today that I said is, the most, uh, we're going to listen get up. Into the thing the that I said the most was not of, hey, a complete uh, sentence. That was the most. More than anything, Jimmy writes. All I know in is incomplete this. sentences. In Guatemala, that's a complete sentence. Well, no, that's wait, all I need in guess Guatemala. Guess where you ain't. Guess where you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is, uh, yeah, what you said is right, but you didn't say it right. You know what I'm saying? Wait, what? Yeah, what you said was right, but you, you didn't, didn't say, say it, right. it right. Yeah. Yeah, I That's like right. that. Just, right. Like, just like how I just talked. That's how you write. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we talking about today? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Does God answer the prayers of unbelievers? Now, Jimmy's annoyed because, like, for the episode on porn that we did last week, we did some prep. Yeah. He likes that. I like that. Uh, how much prep do we do for this one? Uh, you said, hey, we're going to talk about this and start the start it. <laughs> Push the button. Push start the recording. Button. Jimmy does not like that. So no, especially because it's something like you, this is – I feel like this is something that you need to kind of research no, a bit no, more. No, no, what's fun is – Listen, I, what I don't want to become is I don't want to become like some of these other podcasts that right. don't prepare. Right. And, and Or here, how about this? There was one episode in particular yeah. where I said something really outrageous. Would you we, say that what you said was dumb? I think – Was it wrong? I don't want to talk about this. I'm just saying. Did you say fire the white pastor? <laughs> all, all I know is it, it, it's not racism. It's not oppression because I, I don't oh have gosh. the power. I don't have the power. All right. My people don't have the power. All right. I remember the fire the white pastor comment. Uh, everyone remembers that comment. Gosh. Oh, man. I need to drink my Diet Coke in a foam cup. Hang on. Well, so, what's so funny is like I knew I was going to get flack after I heard it. And then I'm getting, we don't know. We we just talking. We just talk. I didn't realize I said it. And then I'm getting uh, like I'm all of a sudden getting messages from minority. You're from your black brothers, yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're hey like, man, loved it, loved the podcast. <laughs> and then I'm getting like white guys like, whoa, uh, why are you off? I, I understood. I understood what they were saying. I did not articulate it. Uh, 
You misspoke. I misspoke. Yeah, and you owned I it. I misspoke. It was fine. I think I had a whole post. Th- listen, this is like 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 those guys over there, like mm. at um, nope. what, what is it, it called? Nope. Reform Pub. <sighs> those guys edit like mad. We were on a podcast with them. No, don't and, uh, stop. <laughs> we were on a podcast stop. with them, and we had an extended conversation. Stop. It was a good. No, it was a good conversation. Uh huh. We were on the podcast. We had an extended conversation. Don't. And the whole thing was cut. Stop. The whole thing. I'm was not cut. commenting on. No, this. No, I am. Okay. I'm coming. You don't have to comment. You're the no, nice guy. No, because I, we we're not going to comment. Uh, on this. I'm not. I'm just saying. Okay, just there was a comment. lot of there was a lot of editing going on, and uh, we don't do that. That's all I'm saying. No, we don't. Maybe sometime, maybe we need to. No, we don't. Maybe yeah. you just need to learn to not be so racist. I'm not racist. You said I'm, fire the white guy. I can't be racist. I'm only half racist. Okay. <laughs> but you excel. I'm excelling my half you're racism. Very, you're 100% in that 50%. <laughs> at least in that one statement. At least that was the interpretation. So we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. does God answer the prayers yes. of unbelievers? Yep. People say this all the time, right? You've heard this. I've heard this yep. all my life as a Christian for 20-something years. God does not he is hear, deaf to the prayers of the unregenerate. Does not hear you. Um, why do you think turns his ear away? I think it's an, I think it's an interesting uh, idea and statement, and it's something that I thought would be fun for us to talk about because I think there are ways in which we can say that that's right, but there are also ways in which we can say this is wrong, and I think it's more complicated than some people want to admit. So now here, I want to I want to yeah. ask this clarifying question. Are we saying, does God answer, are we asking, does God answer the prayers of the unbeliever, or are we saying the unregenerate? What's the difference? Well, because I think that there's oftentimes when we are disbelieving. No, but you are not an unbeliever. Yeah, okay, I'll go with it. Yeah, you can be unbelieving. And I want to nuance it. So that's what we're going to do. We're gonna All right, I want to nuance it. Because this. this is the point. I, th- I think that this needs to be explored and be more nuanced than it is and we're not we and don't i'm have so all... glad we're gonna explore it on the air rather than having a, a you know like we're like... not no we're not we're not time to study i know but i'm just I, saying, I spent like... the whole day trying to take care of my grandma and find new housing for her so now everything. you just want to riff on this and let's see what happens yeah all right let's go people do it all right so let's start with this what are the ways in which this is true like is it true or how is it true mm-hmm. that god does not answer the prayer of unbelievers I, I would say uh, because there's a lack of there, – there's no faith. There's, there's okay. no faith in God, and it's not done to the glory of God because right. there's no faith okay. present. Good. And, um, and so if there is no faith, what does that mean about their relationship with God? Well, non-existent. Right? So they're not reconciled to God? No. Nope, no. Nope. They um, – so there's, there's no, no rela- communion with God? Right. So they do not have the ear of God mm-hmm. in the way that God's people have the ear of God. Yeah. He, so, would you say he's, uh, yeah, he's far away? Uh, I mean, would you use that? I'm yeah, relationally. To of, I'm trying to think of that. that yeah. Yeah, definitely. Re- relationally, um, the, there, is a, there is a distance and, and a disconnect. Okay. So in one sense, I think it's true. We could say like, well, sure, God doesn't hear or answer the prayer of the unbeliever. If, if, we, if we nuance this to say... That, okay, well, they're not reconciled, so they don't have the ear of God. But it also hinges on how we define prayer. Okay. What do we mean by prayer? Because um, if okay. we define it as Christians, if we define it as you know, what biblical prayer is, and I, while, while, while you were talking, I just uh, Googled uh, John Bunyan's definition on prayer. Right, I, can only, I can only summarize it. I couldn't, I couldn't spit it all out. And so here is his definition of prayer. And if you define prayer this way, then they are not offering prayer at all. All right, how, he says, let's hear what Bunyan says. 
Prayer is a sincere, sensible, affectionate pouring out of the heart or soul to God through Christ in the strength and assistance of the Holy Spirit for such things as God has promised or according to his word for the good of the church with submission of faith to the will of God. If that's the definition, then of course they, yeah, they're there, not there's praying. There's no affection. There's no love. There's no there, – the spirit is not with them. Right. So there's a sense in which we can say God does not hear or answer the prayers of the unregenerate because they do not pray, yeah. because they are not reconciled, they don't have this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure, I, th- I think that that's, that's, that's fair to say. But is there any sense in which we can say that God does hear the prayer of the unbeliever? Like, what do you mean? Like, expand on that. Just as plainly as I can state it, does God hear the prayer of the unbeliever. Is there anything God doesn't hear? Well, yeah, I would say he he hears all, he knows all. Right. He's he's present everywhere. I mean, there's right. still this sense of like God is still good and gracious, right? Like right. Uh, So he hears all, he knows all. It's not like he can't hear them. Is the question then does he answer? Is that is that what you're trying to make the and distinction? And that and that's really kind of what we're starting to get towards. Does God ever answer positively uh the desire, the request, the prayer of an unbeliever. Now, I'll outside of his already sovereign will, well, everything is a part of his. Sovereign I know what. Will. I, yeah, I guess so. So yeah. what I what I'm getting at is, you know, people want to say God does not answer the prayer of the night, so they can pray all they want. God's not going to ever say yes to them. I'm just not convinced that you can make that statement absolutely. Um, now, some people would say, and I can't remember who said this, but I've heard a, a number of people say. Well, if they pray for something and God answers in the affirmative providentially, that's just his providence and it has nothing to do with their prayer. I, I, I just, think that's where I'm trying to get to with that sovereign will of God. Yeah, I, I don't know that I even buy that. I, I, so I, I think the, there's a way in which it, it may not be true that God may graciously give non-believers the desire of their hearts, uh, that he may give them something that they request— in response to their unbelieving prayer, out of a sense of his compassion, out of a sense of his generosity, and perhaps with the aim of showing them his grace and kindness in mm. such a way that leads them, as he draws them, to faith in Christ. I just don't know that we can make such a, yeah. a one-answer like, one thing. And I like the way you, you're answering this, because I think there's that just shows the magnitude of God's love towards all. I mean like Jesus said that that um that God causes uh the rain yeah. to shine the fall, the rain to fall the sun to shine on on the wicked and the righteous. And this, so this is showing us that God has a, a a a general benevolent love for all people. So I don't think it is crazy. So if I'm talking to a non-Christian, I'll give you an example. I'm talking to a non-Christian and they're saying my son was dying and, and and I prayed that God would mm, save okay. him. And he came He came back on the table. He was dead in the hospital. He came back on the table. And they, they might say, and they've said, um, I, I know the doctors were at work. I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for all of that. But I know God answered my prayer. I'm not about to say to them, God did not answer your prayer. He did not he listen to you. You the, are a non-believer. No. What I want to say is, okay, if God answered your prayer, and I believe that he did, what does that now demand of you? What does that require yes. of you? What does that tell you about God? What are you going to do with that now? What change does this affect? Right. I think that—I I think the—so, okay, 
we can say that the non-believer doesn't have a relationship with God. They're not reconciled. They do not have the ear of God like Christians do because we are reconciled. God is kindly disposed to give us the things that we desire because mm-hmm. he's our Heavenly Father with the Spirit who intercedes, Christ, and all of that. So we, we, we can say there's a sense in which, no, they don't have the ear of God. But there's a, there's a, I think there's something bigger here, that there are prayers that God does not hear. And it's not limited to unbelievers. There are prayers that God says, I don't recognize that. This is, this is bogus. This isn't real. And there are a number of Scripture references that speak about this, how um, God does not hear. Just for example, uh, James 4.3, and I'll let, I'll let you start to kind of get, get your thoughts in order here. Mm-hmm. James 4.3, um, where, where James says, you know, you're, you're asking, you're praying, but you don't receive because you're asking with mixed motives so that you can just do whatever you want to do. I mean, like, uh, you ask, you pray, and don't get because of how you're going about this. There's a sense in which God does not answer the prayer, even of his people, James says, mm. because their motives are wrong. So it's not just that God doesn't hear the prayers of non-Christians. There are, there are times in which God doesn't hear or answer the prayers of his people, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you look at it, uh, uh, Psalm sixty-six, eighteen. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Right? Like right. if you're if you're holding on to it, if you love it, if you if you desire it more than him himself, if you find uh your satisfaction in that, like you know, and you haven't dealt with that, right, does not hear. Right. Uh, there's 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 just a, a ton of scripture like this that um where like in, in Proverbs one, uh twenty four or twenty five, um where wisdom is saying that I've, I've called you and you've refused, I've stretched out my hand, and you didn't listen, you didn't regard, you disdained, you disdained all of my, my counsel, um, you would not have my rebuke, and they're going to call on me, but I'm not going to answer. Right? I'm not yeah. going to do it because you have rejected me. So I, there, there, there's tons of passages like this, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of uh, trying to find it here. Uh... Jeremiah 14, okay, right? 10 through 12, the, those who forsake God, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they, like, they do not pray for his people for their good. Uh, he does not, he, the Lord said to me, do not pray for these people for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. When they offer burnt offerings and grain offering, I will not accept them, but I'll consume them by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. Right. Right there's a judgment. There's there's still an act of like discipline, a like, discipline yeah. that comes upon them for their their lack of love for God. Sometimes, like not sometimes, all the time. Yep. When when my kids want to talk to me or my mo- or my wife, uh, they're they'll stay in their room, mm-hmm. maybe their room or the living room, and we're in a totally different room, and they'll be like, "Dad, Daddy," I won't answer. I will not. I will not respond to their yelling. Because they know the rule. Come down, enter my presence. Oh, because I'm Joe Thorne. And bow the knee. I no. sign Bibles. Uh, go ahead and, and when, you can talk to me when you see me. Come in, when you can see me, then start talking. Don't start talking to me yeah. until you see me. They're not yelling in the house, right? Uh, and so, yeah, God does not hear or answer the prayer, even of his people. Like in Proverbs twenty-one thirteen, whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out. 
and not be answered. And I don't oh, think gosh, that's yeah. just I don't think that's just a common proverbial wisdom uh, that I, I think that this is a sense of discipline or, or judgment that. Um, you know, it's like the prayer of a righteous man availeth much, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I said availeth because that's how I memorized it. Back in the day because <laughs> um, you old. Because I am old. Back when I, I helped edit the KJV 1611. <laughs> um, uh, God does interact with and respond to us as his people in different ways and at different times. And sometimes he says, I'm not, I'm not listening to this. I'm not, I'm not hearing you. How about for, uh, for those that do not, Take seriously God's law, yeah. Antinomianism, right? Like, sure. Uh, think of uh, was it? Where is it? Proverbs twenty-eight, nine. If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Right, right. It's 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 not a prayer. No, it's offensive. Yeah. Okay, so we can see in Scripture that God turns a deaf ear to certain kinds of prayer. Yeah. And many of those, maybe most of those things are true of non-believers, but they can also be true of believers. And yet, God still may answer our prayers, That's right. um, even when they, he frequently does. But we can expect that, that this, we, can, we, we should expect that this kind of a question, does God answer the prayers of non-Christians, yeah. is a little more complicated than... It's not as cut and dry as I think... No, we want to make it out to be. No, and, and I think that's probably. Well, I'm not going to go. I'm not. I don't know if I want to dissect the pride in that, the arrogance in that. Like, you know, I've arrived. I've got this special, and there is a sense of like, yeah, we have this special relationship with God because we have been brought in as God's elect. Uh, but God is still gracious and loving and kind to all. There's still that that general sense that he's he is benevolent. He is. Yes, and so like as, as as guys that talk to non Christians a lot, yeah, like, we we talk to a lot of non believers. We share the gospel with them. We we pray with them. We pray yep. for them, um, and a lot of these guys pray, and some of them will pray their heart out. You know, they're hurting. They're they're hurting for their son. They're hurting for their marriage. They're hurting for themselves, and they pray and talk to God. I don't tell them don't pray because God won't hear you. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time. I tell them seek the Lord. That's right. Ask God to help you. Ask God to change your heart, not just your circumstances. Um, because ultimately, I, I, I know that God hears all, knows all, and that he will use the circumstances that these people are going through as a means by which uh, they are humbled and brought to the place. And I, my hope is that they will be brought to the place where by his spirit they are born again yes. and, and really do believe and begin to pray now with a heart that has been changed, with a soul that has been set free. And I, I feel like this is the kind of thing God doesn't answer the prayers of unbelievers that may be said. This may be not be unfair. This may be unfair. It seems like the kind of thing if you're being super hard on mm-hmm. it that you probably don't know a lot of non Christians and you probably don't know a lot of like you don't interact with them. You may not pray with them. Uh, they may not be opening up to you about their hearts. What would you tell them? What, what, what would you re- would you tell them not to read the Bible and pray? How could they pray? God, open my heart to understand. I had my mom one time say, I. I, I believe that you're right. I believe Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross for sins. I believe there's no I believe you're right. There's probably no salvation in so no anyone else, but I do not yet believe. I don't actually have faith. I, I think you're right, but I don't believe. So she had knowledge and assent, but she didn't have trust. And what I told her to do was pray that God would open your mind. Mm. Pray that God would help you to see and to believe. 
And I don't think that was wrong counsel. I think that was no. wise counsel. But if God doesn't hear the prayers of, of unbelievers, then I don't, I don't know what you would even tell them. Like, what, what is your counsel? Yeah, and I think that's also a misunderstanding of how God calls people to himself. God uses the word of God. God God uses uh, other individuals that are counseling people, right? Right. Like that appointed them to the gospel. And I think this is just another form of pointing people to, to the grace and power of God. And you can use this as an opportunity. I mean, even so like when we're having these conversations with people, then you can say, listen, the only reason that God would be kindly disposed to hear the prayers of sinners is because Jesus has taken away our sins. Yes. Like you begin like so like this is like pray uh, for the the mercy of God in Jesus. Like you, you can actually start to point them to the gospel even in even in prayer. Like when I talk to non-Christians, um, I frequently draw out this diagram and we'll, we'll put it on the podcast at some point. Maybe we'll do a video or something. But I draw out this diagram that helps them to see where they are spiritually. And that, so I help them to self-diagnose. Are mm-hmm. they spiritually dead or spiritually alive? So far, every non-Christian that I've shared this with puts themselves in the spiritually dead category, even if they're going to church. Yeah. They'll put themselves in the spiritually dead category. And these are people who are oftentimes going to worship, or hanging out with Christians, and or are praying, and or are reading the Bible. And so what I say is, keep doing those things. Yes. But know now that you are spiritually dead under God's curse. Seek the Lord now. Jesus said, if you seek, you will find. So seek God now. And what they don't know, and what we can't really get into all the time with with people in that situation is, the Father draws people to Christ. Yes. And how does he draw, draw people to Christ? He uses the means of grace to do that. Absolutely. And I think that's just even a sign like that asking, that that searching, that that seeking is a sign that, that the Holy Spirit's already at work with Like Jesus that. said to the one guy, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Yeah. Like you're not there, but you're getting close. Like, yeah. like something's happening. So, yeah, I, I, I would say, yes, pray that God would have mercy on you. Every time that we do the Lord's Supper at Redeemer, uh, at least, at least when I do it, um, I'm, when I'm when I'm not doing it, I'm usually not there. Um, so oh, he's too good to be there when other people. No, no, I'm traveling. No, or no, I get it. Go, all ahead, go right, ahead. All right, go ahead, Joe Thorne. When when I'm doing the Lord's Supper, um, I, I I fence the table verbally. Yep. And I explain if you're not a Christian, and I love that you do that. So if you're not a Christian, um, we don't want you to come forward and take the bread and take the juice, which will be wine soon here at Redeemer Fellowship. We'll talk about that later. For some. For some, we'll have wine and juice. So um, we don't want you to come forward and go through something, go through this sacred tradition, go through this ordinance that you um, are not yet connected to by faith. So if you don't confess Christ as Lord and Savior, Mm -hmm. instead of coming forward, I'm going to encourage you to pray. So I'm encouraging non-Christians to pray when they're at worship. And I always connect it to the sermon. So if the sermon, like for example, a recent one was... uh, Don't do that one that with a terrible sermon summary. Okay, I'll do that one. No, don't it do that one. No, do the Luke one, the one from this last week. I don't even remember that. What I know, was that? But, huh? What was that? Uh, it was Luke 1. Well, one I know it was 1 through 4. What was the yeah, summary? Yeah, yeah, but the main... Oh, I don't know the summary. The summary was like, God uses the word to... Oh, the word of God. assurance or something. It doesn't matter. The point is, is I would say... I, hold on, I got my notes. All right, so Jimmy's going to get his notes. I'm going to get my notes. I don't know what I preached on. I got my notes. Hold on. I can hold tell on. you what I preached I can give you the sermon summary. 
We always do a sermon summary so people kind of have like a big idea to hold on to throughout the whole sermon. You got it? You ain't got it. Forget about it. You ain't got it. No no one cares about this. This is too long now. Why is it too long? People are turning it off. They're listening to Happy Rant now. No, they don't want to waste their time. Happy Rant. They went to Apologia. (laughs) Oh, you know what? They have this. uh... Don't. (laughs) Don't. Why not? Oh, my gosh. Why not? They're going to talk about their skit show. What is it? Not a skit show. Their night show. Their night show. The variety show. Is it a variety show? Yeah. Can't I talk about it? I don't know what it is. All right. Here we go. Got it right here. Okay. So the sermon summary for this last week's sermon when we were recording this was. Uh, faith grows by the grace of God through the word of God. All right. Faith grows by the grace of God through the word of God. So I would say, um, for example, it would be instead of coming forward for the Lord's Supper, stay where you are and pray and ask God to help you to see his grace in Jesus Christ. Help God to ask God to help you to see the truth of Jesus in the word that I'm going to be unpacking for you later that you might come to know the Savior that these ordinances represent. So I'm mm. actually encouraging them to pray. And to seek the Lord in that. I don't think that that's wrong. No, I, I, I don't. And I think what you also even say, and I think I love how you say it, is you're not going to be alone. Like, don't. it's not going to be awkward. It's not going to be weird. There's going to be others that are going to be sitting there. And so, uh, but you're encouraging them and you're pointing them to Christ. And I think that's important. Often, I shouldn't say often, there might be the potential in some churches to just not fence the table and make right. very clear this is what's going on right. right now. Like even for my children, uh, the table is, is fenced. You know what I mean? Like no we, juice and crackers for no, you. Yeah. And at first they, they found it awkward. They thought like, why am I missing out on snack time? Yeah. Right. And trying to explain, like we had this conversation multiple times at home uh, before going to church saying, when we go up for the bread and for the cup, it's not for you. You can come up with us because I want them to see this progression. I want them to see right. what it is we're doing. I don't, I, I, that, you know, there's a mystery here, but there's also, I want them to see what it is that we're, we're doing together. Um, and then explaining to them, like, what this, this represents. This is the gospel. And even though our kids, when they're young, they, 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 they affirm these things. Yep. We tell them, once you've been baptized, once you're ready to stand up in front of the church and, and say, I'm following Christ. Mm-hmm. He's mine, and I'm his. And for the rest of my life, I'm going. When you're ready to do that, then you're ready for, then you're ready for this. And so here's a question I want to ask, because you, you kind of alluded to getting back to what you're saying. Like, how do you, if you, you draw this hard line, you know, maybe you're not talking to enough people, you know, not talking to enough non-believers. I guess I want to ask, if from, a, do you allow your children to pray? You better not. If you don't think your kids... You know what I'm saying? If like, you don't think God answers the prayers of them, you better Do you not allow your kids to pray? Yeah. And this is one of the one of the attacks that... I want to say attack, but uh, one of the um, RPGs that the Presbyterians uh, uh, fire against us mm-hmm. is, is like, well, you, you treat your kids like they're unbelievers. Well, the truth is, um, when they're conf- as, as long as they're confessing Christ, we don't treat them as unbelievers. We point them to the gospel. Now, when they say, I want to be baptized, when they are ready to be baptized because they want to confess Christ before others publicly, yeah. then we say, okay, now you are ready uh, for the Lord's Supper. So um, now when they're not confessing Christ, when some of my children have said, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, 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 my, my, I've had some, two of my kids are like, I don't know about this stuff. And when they're in that stage, I say, well, pray that God would give you the grace to understand. Yeah. Right? That's what I do. I, I, so I'm still encouraging prayer. If God doesn't hear the prayers of unregenerate little kids, then don't bother. 
Yeah, you better why, you yeah. better double down. And then quit posting videos and photos of your kids sinning. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm talking about if you really don't believe that God hears the prayers of unbelievers. And, you know, come on, parents. We all do it. We all post photos of our kids. Am I the only one? What are you talking about? Of our kids sinning? Of, of our kids. Well, yeah, if they're if they're praying and they're oh, unbelievers, yeah, quit yeah, posting yeah, yeah, those yeah. photos and videos. Oh, you know what? It's a really good, is it Basil Manley? There's a really good prayer that one of the famous Baptists gave. His- I honestly thought you were talking about the bourbon. What? Basil Hayden. Oh, yeah, I said Basil Manley. <laughs> and I you was heard like, Basil like bourbon? I was like, what? what? All right, so have- Basil Hayden is a pretty good bourbon. Which we have in there. Of course we do. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. But right now, Jimmy. Javon's checking. All right, listen. Let's give no, 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 we're not doing this plug. Go. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So anyways, I think the, the short answer is it's yeah, complicated. Plugs cost money. It, it's complicated. The short answer is it's complicated. Does God answer the prayers of unbelievers? He might. Yeah. I think he sometimes certainly does. Mm-hmm. But they and do. I think that points to the. The bigness of God. It's the mercy of God, the yeah. grace of God, the generosity of God. That's a God. I, that's a God. I, I'm glad to follow. Right? He's. I mean, goodness sakes. He's so like. And you just think about it. Like, these are people made in His image. They are at odds with God. They are children of wrath. We know this, and yet He still shows compassion and kindness yeah. to all. It's complicated, and I would say the the important thing is that they know they do not have the ear of God in the same way that the people of God have his ear yes the children of god have his ear that the elect have his ear once they've been regenerated of course there's a difference but does god hear the prayers of unbelievers of course he does does he answer the prayers of unbelievers i think he sometimes does sure of course i i i I mean anecdotally i think there's a lot of opportunities to say yes and you have to interpret that one way or the other well that was just a part of his plan it didn't have anything to do with their prayer i i think all of it was a part of the plan yeah and i would and and listen if he answers it and they remain in unbelief. It's more judgment because they're rejecting him. If if they yeah if, if they I didn't even do think about that now if he's using that as a means to draw them, then it's one more step along the way where he's cl- progressively drawing them to Christ, where they will believe. Um, I think God answered some of my prayers when I was lost. Though most of my prayers were were very few mm. when I was lost, and when I was when I began to hear the gospel and somebody gave me a Bible, um, there were very very few. Um, because I, I was, I really felt so unworthy. But, what, but my basic prayer was help. That was my basic prayer, and I know that God answered that prayer. He answered that prayer uh, in converting me while I read the Gospel of Matthew one night. It just happened. So, I don't know. Not an easy one, but a fun one to discuss. And uh, we'd like to hear what you think. What do you guys think? Let us know. You think we're wrong? Cool. Let us know. We could be wrong. Maybe. Could be wrong. Probably not, though. <laughs> yeah. Because we got Joe Thorne. I mean, you know, come on. I've written a couple books, you know. Right? Like five books? Actually, yeah, five. But no one knows about the second. So, like, four. We'll count four. Four. Yep. Books, though. They're pretty yeah. good. The booklets. I was laughing today. Why? I sent Joe a screenshot. What was, what was the screenshot? The email I got from your from a publisher promoting huh? uh, someone's book. Yeah, like, <laughs> all right. Joe, why you got to do this? And Joe was so like, hey, man, dude, not cool. Like, I think you thought I was making Nobody fun knows of what you're talking about. Okay. there is, Actually, I think she listens to the podcast. Really? Th- yeah, okay. they've conversed with us. They've, okay, they've us all up. right, so go ahead. Uh, so there's this young lady up in Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm going to butcher the name. Okay. Jaquel? Mahershala Jaquel? Hashbaz. I think it's Jaquel. No, it's Jaquel. Jaquel? You Jaquan? Think so? Jaquan. That's a name I know. Yeah, but it's not that. It, How do you know? Well, 
stop. J A Q U E L L E, something like that. Anyways, I, I'm, I'm not even looking at it. But get a new name. But go ahead. Something, something crow. And so, uh, oh, so I she, know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she wrote a book uh, like for teens, for or something. teenagers, and crow, I'm not going to say the publisher's name. Right. Uh, is like promoting her like crazy, which is great. I'm sure it's a great book. Yeah, it's awesome. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. But I don't remember any of that for when the JoJo wrote. Uh, no, Experience man. I, no, because I'm not big time. So she's big, <laughs> she's big time. What? She hasn't written anything before. Yeah, but she's like 16, writing a book. That's cool. She might be 17, 18. Nobody cares about actually, a dwarf I feel, actually, writing Actually, I really books. don't even know how old she is. Either way, uh, Why I are you trolling 16-year-old authors? That's weird. It was an email. I get emails from the publishers. Okay, all right. Because right. I like to see the new So Jimmy likes to say, out. hey, look, see how people promote. The, look, like, <laughs> hey, Moody, Moody's, Moody's promoting my books. No, Moody Publishers has been great. Fantastic. Thank you, Love Moody. Love working with them. They're great. Adam Dalton, shout out. Adam Dalton. Ooh, we're going to hang out tomorrow with Adam. Tomorrow with Adam. Oh. We can't tell where. At La Vida. No, we're no? going to be hanging out with Adam. I Haven't I told you where we're going to meet him? Yeah, I thought at La Vida. No, we're meeting him at our CDM. We're going to have a nice cup of coffee. We're going to get... Uh, yeah, we're getting the thing. We got There's uh, the French press that we're going to be doing. All right, I'll be at La Vida. Well, no, well Adam and I are going to be over at our CDM. Well, you, guys, you guys... Okay, Jay Bond and I, will be at La Vida. Yeah, well, All Jay right. Bond, I think you want to be there with Adam. I think... There's some nah, things to Nah, you don't care. Go ahead. If you would like to be a part of the podcast and uh, help us continue to do this and do more of it, we would love for you to we'll go. We'll all be at Levita. Well, well, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Levita's a cigar shop, in case anybody knows doesn't know what that is. Uh, you can subscribe uh, to our podcast. We would love for you to do that. If you're listening to this on the website, hit up iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it is on your favorite pod catcher. Uh, do you subscribe. know our handles on social media? Tell them that. They, people need to know that. I'm getting to it. Okay, I'm talking about the thing. And you didn't so mention that, him. No, I'm going to. Okay, not yet. Well, you're not doing thing. it the right way. All right, so do that. You can also, I'm doing it the right way. What are you talking I'm about? Doing it the wrong way. Keep going. Do it my way. And then uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Doc and Devo. You can hit us up on Facebook. You can like our page there. It's facebook.com slash doctrine and devotion. Um, we would love for you to leave us a review. Jimmy likes a five-star review. I don't really care. But do a five-star review on iTunes. That would be great. Um, if you're looking for some cool swag, we've got journals, or we've got hoodies, we've got t-shirts. You've drawn um, this out. It, it's supposed to be nice and rhythm and just... No, I'm doing this. this I got my own rhythm. Uh, it's like jazz, man. Syncopation. All right? Keep Come on. going. You don't even know what syncopation is, do you? Chickapow! That's not what it is. Chickapow. And uh, what, let's see. What else can they do? Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. You can... So you can uh, finally do something. Fresh pod? Is it time for fresh pod? It's time for fresh pod. No, fresh, you didn't no, say... Fresh no. pod... Mondays and Jay Thursdays. Bond. What are you talking about? Yeah, we got. And then big uh, thanks to just about of Jay articles Media, that come out on Wednesdays. The audio and visual and wizard of doctrine and devotion. In the future, you got any we're going to have video content coming up on Friday. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's supposed to be pretty cool. Up. So check it out later. Later.